I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast, Andre Conoparo. Say hello. Hello, food podcast of Jason's. We got one one guest today. It was a little springboard from last week's episode with, where Farley Elliott was talking about this great barbecue place that he went to. And then, we got him. Uh, and then you listened to that. This is, this is Bert. Say hello. Hello. From Trudy's Barbecue. Trudy's Underground Barbecue. Trudy's Underground. Underground Barbecue. Underground Barbecue. <laughs> Yeah, you just emailed me like, hey, heard your pod. Hey, what's up? What's up? Hey, what's up? Do you want a pod? And I was like, okay, do you want a pod in like two days? Okay. Now we are. I was like, when we finished Farley's, um, I was like, Jason, we got to get the barbecue guy. I talked to him. I'm so excited. And then, and I was like, that was was Friday. Maybe maybe not. And then Saturday (laughs) passed. And then Sunday, we were watching football, and you're like, you're not going to believe this. Like, <laughs> I heard from the guy, like, he wants to do the podcast. I was like, what? So yeah. I got really fucking excited that you're going to come on. Yeah. It feels good when, when you guys reach out to us. Well, that's the best. It makes us feel special, like we're doing something. I got, a couple, I got a couple of uh, texts from some, some people. Like, yo, you know, this, this, this podcast, you know this, you know this guy Farley. This trash podcast. Yeah. Co- I, immediately. I'm like, no, I, I don't know. So, so he's like, yeah, you know, he... You know, this guy Farley was talking about you on the podcast. I'm like, oh, really? I'll, I'll, I'm going to check it out. So I, I check it out. I forgot to ask my friend who told me about this, at what point of the podcast was <laughs> it? <laughs> it was at the end. Uh, the very end. At so the you, end. So I'm sitting there. I'm jumping around. I'm listening to it to hear what, what Farley has to think, you know, what he has to say about different things. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to it. listening to it. At the end, right when I'm about to give up. And I ask him, <laughs> I was like, at the end. Literally did, but I found it. It was awesome. So, so the podcast was just that good, is what you're saying. It was great. It was great. No, no, it was great. But the end was the best thing he ate. Keep it so, I mean, you. look, that's, you guys, right. that's the fire. That was like, yeah. You know, but if you come at the end, that means something big's going down. And if it's something good, if if Farley recommends it, then he eats everything. So I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And you're and you're friends with him, so like. You're probably not going to be as excited to listen to what he has to say about food yeah. for an hour because you already pretty much know it, as opposed to like somebody who you really look up to and respect who you've never met before. Like, no, I respect him completely because he, he he knows a lot about. I I know I know enough about barbecue to know that I, there's a lot I don't know. You know, right. there's a lot there's a lot to know because mm. my God, you get into a certain thing, it's endless. But he knows. So much about so many things that his average is so high about so much. I much rather hear and and listen to what Farley has to say mm-hmm. over, let's say, what Jonathan Gold has to say. You mm. know, yeah. you, you trust his overall opinion yeah. more so. You know, my problem with Jonathan Gold is that he doesn't like In and Out. You know, so uh, he doesn't like. Does in- he not like In and Out? I didn't know that. He doesn't like In and Out. I I I saw him somewhere one time. We were talking, and I was that guy. You know, probably. He, the question he hates the most is like, where should we go eat or what do you recommend? And he Can you recommend a restaurant in LA to eat at? Jonathan can you recommend Gold? anywhere in LA in all of Greater <laughs> yeah, Los Angeles? Whatever something. You want. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh he recommended uh 
you know, the, at the time it was the Adam Fleischman's burger place, like 800 degrees, or that's his pizza place, or maybe it was Umami, something that was Adam Fleischman. And, mm-hmm. like, he went on and he all... It better all, have not have been Umami burger. It could have been Umami, but, oh, like, every God. recommendation was an Adam Fleischman place. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I asked him, what about In-N-Out? He said, ah, it was something to, to that effect that he doesn't like In-N-Out. And at that point... Mm. Literally, it was a cl- it was a click for me. I understand he's respected. Triggered. I know he's got a Pulitzer. I understand mm. he's the man. I know he he, <laughs> ate every- he ate everything on 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 Pico, and and he 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 knows a lot. But <laughs> he ate everything on he, Pico. Yeah, that was his like mission, you know, to eat everything on Pico Boulevard. But uh, <laughs> you know about that? The guy went yeah, up. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but he doesn't like In and Out. So, like, imagine you have your favorite movie. You love. Mm-hmm. Love Titanic is your favorite movie of all time. Titanic, mm-hmm. you love Titanic. Mm-hmm. And you so made, Jason yeah. told you. Jason told you. You know, I was okay, like, fine. he told me. He's like, if you love it, oh, if you talk king, to Andre about movies, king of the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. love Titanic. You you meet Cisco or Ebert. You know, whichever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You meet them, and they're like, no, I hate Titanic. You're like, okay, then I can't. You know, yeah, we're done here. Don't re- we're done here. It's like if you meet somebody who's a vegan, you're like, I don't really know what we're gonna do at this point. We should yeah. just part ways. But uh, I think a lot of people have a problem with In-N-Out, and they may just not know how to order it correctly. I think they're just not from here. You know, for, I love In-N-Out. I love In-N-Out. Mm, yeah. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I always say that In-N-Out, the double-double for me, like the number one, would be my last meal. You know, it's mm-hmm. like for me, it's a last meal. Mm-hmm. But then every time I eat it, I'm worried that I'm like, what if this is my it last meal? I don't want this to be like, this, this better not be it. But I love In-N-Out. And like... If I have the opportunity, like I, I drive through, mm-hmm. I get the in and out, I stop with my car, I put on actually oldies radio. Ooh. Oh, okay. yeah, some oldies, yeah, and then I eat my in and out. Little Dion playing in there? While it's, Bird sets the mood. Set the mood it's while a- it's like 75 degrees in December, mm-hmm. and everybody is freezing over there with their, <laughs> sh- with their shake shack. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'll take it, dude. I love it. I like the idea of you going and getting a double-double to drive to your house to then make barbecue for the next 24 hours and be just eating it's just that, that much more meat. Like the pregame, mm-hmm. instead of like going, like having a big salad and like oh, yeah. meditating yeah. before you go into meat heaven, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to double-double before we get in there. Just really prime yeah, the you, pump. You're just setting the base. You got to do it. I think a lot of people, will, they'll be like, oh, I don't like fr- the... The fries. A lot of people don't like the fries at In-N-Out. Do not like the we fries. had that conversation today. And I, in the I say all you need to do is just order them well done, and and you're going to be fine. Because that's usually the problem is they'll people will say like, oh, they don't salt them enough, or they're too soggy. And if they're not salted enough, you just get a packet of salt and put salt on it. And yes. if they're too soggy, order them well done. Problem solved. Also, it could be an age thing. You know, as you uh, younger and older people have different taste buds and like they react differently to the salt. To some people, mm-hmm. you know, you can't please everybody. There's no straight formula. That's and true. Again, if you don't like In and Out, that's fine. You know, don't you, come to Trudy's oh, Underground. Do not come you to are, Trudy's. You are bad. Do not, do not come to Trudy's. I what's can your, tell. What's your order at In and Out, and then I, we'll move on from In and Out. I get a double double. The number one with chopped chilies and whole oh. grilled onion. Mm. Whole mm. grilled onion. This is the set. I had never heard of this until our man from Cato. Yeah, John was talking about the whole yeah. grilled onion. And also the half done fries. Ooh. Oh, um, yeah. That's I don't know about, about that, that one. That is crazy to me. I don't know. But about whole that. grilled onion and chopped chili is great order. Great order. You can toast the buns. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Mustard. Mustard. Mustard, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mustard fried. Mustard Shit, grilled. Like cheese fries. Ugh. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, all right, so let's talk about let's talk about your barbecue journey. Barbecue. So you're you're from born and raised in L.A. or no? I am, I came here from Israel. Okay. You know, and uh, I came here from Israel, and I came to Israel from South Africa. So. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm South yeah. African. I uh, I you know I, my my kindergarten I did in I was born in South Africa. In the, this is a good mix right in, here in Zimbabwe. Yeah. I was born in Rhodesia. Now it's Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. You know, of course. Feel wow. old yet? Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold on, I'm not there. I'm not. I'm not done yet. There's so in more. LA, like this used to be all orange. Girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember to, before there was be in and out. This is. I was. Yeah. Zimbabwe, I was here since Rhodesia. Never thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Sorry about that. That is true. Oh, damn. That is true. Okay, so born. In I was Africa. born in. Yeah, born in Africa, and then I uh, moved to Germany, where I did my kindergarten years. My my my. Uh, my, uh, you know, those fun years. So I was in Germany, and then from Germany we moved to Israel, and then I grew up in Israel until like uh, until I was thirteen. And then I came wow. here. I came here until this convertibles, palm trees, blonde girls. Did lockers, you move to the valley? In and out. I moved to the valley. Yeah, in and out. No, I had McDonald's. Was like the first thing I ate. First thing I ever bought in America, Pepsi. Mm. It was a bottle of Pepsi. Wow. There was no Pepsi in Israel. Oh. There was no Pepsi in Israel. I bought Pepsi, and the first movie I rented was Can't Buy Me Love. Those are the two things. Wow. Boom, boom. Incredible. Incredible information. You're, you're a damn American sweetheart. Huh? You know yeah, I, came, like, like, I came in. Like, I mean, I'm in. For the listeners at home, there's a tear rolling down my cheek. You can't, see that. You can't hear that on the radio. Imagine what that must have felt like. You're like you grew up in Africa, and then you, grew, and then you spend your, your young years growing up in Israel... And then at 13, you get dumped right into the valley, back when the valley was really cool. It was a valley. So so it's like in the 80s. Yeah, 89. I came in 1989. So 89, you land, like 89 is peak L.A. Valley. It was was happening. It was at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. you, You were probably, yeah, like all the classic 80s movies are filmed. Oh, right there. It looked like a Tom Petty music video. There's just... Blonde girls in bikinis everywhere. Blonde girls. I had a locker just like on this TV show I used to watch in Israel that was called The Grassy Junior High. Oh, and like, yeah. And, and we didn't have lockers in Israel either, you know? The only lockers are like shelters, like in case something happens. <laughs> like, <he's> a, <laughs> they're all underground. They're all underground. Fortified. That's why the whole underground theme came. Yeah. Of all the shit in America, you're like, lockers. <laughs> lockers, yeah. A yeah. metal box to put something in. <laughs> no Kevlar anywhere. I don't understand so, like, this. No skateboards, no electric guitars, no uh, like all, yeah, all of bungee that. jumping. You're all, like, give me a fucking of, locker. That's all I need. Yeah, we had all of that. I so was, then you, at that point, where you just like, oh my god, this is this is amazing. I never want to leave this here. Is, this is amazing. And then some people are saying like, well, look, don't forget, you're 13 and five years. You have to go back to Israel for the army to serve, right? Oh, yeah. so I kind of skipped that part, you know. And then <laughs> I'm like, look outside. Like, where do you think I'm going? I'm not going anywhere, you know. And uh, so, how does one go about skipping the mandatory enrollment? You don't go the- there. <laughs> you, you just, just you don't. just don't go. You just don't go. You don't go. You file up some papers. I don't know what my parents did, but I got out of so it. So you're, yeah. I mean, I guess. Checked out. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Sure, sure. You know. So if anybody's listening and think, oh, this guy's a coward. It's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> no totally one's o- thinking that. I'm a totally okay. I'm no totally one's okay with that. No one's yeah. considering yeah. that. It hasn't been uh, yeah. required right. military service yeah. uh, since 68 uh, here. Yeah, and also, if you're, right. if you're somebody who's listening to a food podcast, yeah. you're, you're, you're okay with you're okay. not going into you're okay. the military. I think, <laughs> I think right. at Tom Bradley International, they should just have a, 
a Pepsi and a VHS of Can't Buy Me Love and just give it mm-hmm. to everybody coming out if it's their first time in the country. It should be like a care package, just mm-hmm. candid. It was amazing. Oh, uh, man. Those are the days. But, I mean, I, I really like that they, they still make you join the military at 18 in, in Israel. It's kind of a, I mean, is it, what is it, two years you have to do? Three years. Three years. And the girls do two years. Yeah. You know? But there's something about those girls in those uniforms. I mean, great. It took yeah. the words right out of my mouth. That's yeah. what Jason's thinking. That's why he likes it. Yeah, Google image that, that like real the, quick. I'm not, I'm, I'm not the only one. Come on, you guys. No, not the only one, but just to be like, you know, I really like that uh, Israel is mandatory. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? You like that? How do you <laughs> like that? I feel like you know it probably builds some great character. No, no, I, some I'm not saying yes or no. Some for team it, skills. But just some dude, some DJ in America being like, you know, what? I like that they have mandatory <laughs> military. That's cool. You know what? That's cool stuff. I wish I had to go to the military oh, when I was Jesus. 18. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For our listeners at home, just Google like young Israeli <laughs> girls going to the military, and you'll yeah. you'll see what's going on. Yep. They did a vice piece on it. I'm sure they did. I'm sure there's a great like coffee table book of 21 year old I mean like who's that actress that was in Gal Gadot uh, Gal Gadot now from uh, Wonder Woman, Wonder Wonder Woman. Woman. But, like these, the girls out there they're like Anna Kornikova mixed with like Gal Gadot and like Bara Faeli incredibly and, beautiful yeah, so is your, is your wife Israeli? she's from Argentina oh yeah, okay. damn you've got a spicy ass mix going yeah, on over here incredible Gotta do it. You're just one of those guys. You got the sauce, baby. It it worked out. Somehow it fell fell into place, you know? Just walked in the room. He's most interesting. I walked to Argentina. I'm like, hey, uh, I'm from Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. What are you doing later? (laughs) You like brisket? The the rest is history. (laughs) You like brisket? The rest rest is history. (laughs) Hey, baby. Yeah, Argentinians know how to eat beef. They do. They think they're the best at eating beef. <laughs> they I, think they're the best at making beef. I th- there, there's mm-hmm. an argument for it, but the, all, what's also interesting is they completely butcher it differently, too. I mean, they do. The, the way they cut meat and beef down there is like... We use knives, they use swords and machetes. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they cook on swords, which is incredible, too. Yeah, yeah I've talked about brisket with some uh, guys who, you know, Argentinian uh, butchers, and they had no idea what the hell I was talking about. Well, it's, uh, I mean, I think a lot of times those kind of, those hard cuts of meat, they're, they don't they don't necessarily braise to the degree that we do or, or cook at low temperature the way we do in the States or even in Europe. They find those hard cuts and they find ways to stew it or they get rid of it. I mean, it's just a very steak-centric, yeah. rich like, way to butcher beef. I went to our Buenos Aires. I got to say, though, I was interested in, 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 in having all this great meat. I got to say it was, you know, wasn't that impressive. It was right. And also... It's pretty good. You need to go to the country, though, really. I, I mean, like, that, I know, that style, but, the, but like, you see, that's what I'm saying. Every time, uh, people always kept saying, like, well, no, you have to go there. You have to go there. And, right. like, I kept getting passed around. I said, let's... What's the final place? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, like, <laughs> What's the final place I have to go to? Where's the Franklin of Argentina, And God that damn it. one... And I was imagining... I was getting ready to walk around there and just bumping into right. supermodels left and right. Sure. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> it, got, it, got, it, got, it got to a point where I was telling my, my, my girlfriend's <laughs> wife now and her sister, I'm like, you know what? Show me. Point. <laughs> show me the supermodels. Show me. Now, listen, lot, lots of really amazing looking dudes. A lot of great looking dudes. <laughs> That's what it came down to. I'm like, like this is, this is good looking dudes. Great hair. They got their style. Like this Argentinian. Like mm-hmm. they just got off their horse, you know, like playing polo. Bella. Not one girl. It's like all the girls somehow got out of the country. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's kind of what happens. I think that's what happens. When you go to Nebraska, all the, all the hot you girls move to by New York. The yeah. Come on. I mean, what's to figure out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Radizia. <laughs> but yeah, you'd think like if you went there, if you went to Buenos Aires and, and you asked 10 people what's the best place, eight of them would tell you the same, right? Because if you go, there's debates about the best barbecue in Austin, but most people just say like for brisket, eight out of 10 will yeah. tell you, just go Franklin and wait in line if you care that much. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of that is the world catching up with, with that where maybe 10 or 20 or 30 years ago, it would be like if you want really good pizza, you have to go to Italy to get it. If you want a really good pasta, you have to go to Italy. If you want a really good sushi, you have to go here. If you want a really good burger, you have to go here. And now you can get all of those things all over the world. You can go to some random-ass place in Idaho and have insanely perfect pizza just how they would. We're going to come back to pizza at some point once we get out of barbecue. (laughs) Pizza. I I got a pizza topic. But when you're a kid, like... If you wanted to get really good a really good burger, there's like two places you can go to, and now there's hundreds of insanely good burgers. Just no, in that's an incredible point when you think about like the the plethora. Everyone figured everything of, out. Yeah, it's or like, barbecue. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. would you would end up going to whatever place your dad thought was the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like yeah, that's where I ate, so that's where we eat burgers. And you're like, it's a good burger, as opposed my to my dad like, yelped it. Yeah, and his like, dad before him yelped it. There's yep. almost too many choices. Yeah. Well, you got the whole nostalgia element that's hard to compete with, and that's something... For sure. You know? Wexler's here in downtown has amazing pastrami. Yeah. It's like a future pastrami. It's like excellent. Mm-hmm. But people go to Langer's, you know, because that's where they grade, 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 you know? So, nostalgia. It's built into the brain. I go built into it. So, let's, yes. t- let's, talk like about, Wexler's a lot. let's talk about your barbecue journey. Barbecue. So, you... You live, you live in the valley. I do. And you barbecue in your backyard. In the backyard. In Studio City. The city of studio. And is this barbecue your day job completely? Or do no, you have a, is this a I, side no, gig? No, no. I would be in trouble. Because really, barbecue is, uh, is no. It's a yeah. tough business. It's a tough, it's a tough, Restaurants, it's a, it's a tough, tough enough business. business. Barbecue, yeah. even tougher. Yeah, barbecue is a tough business. You know, anything else you'd be making, <clears throat> any other... Pasta, sushi, whatever, burgers, it's, it's a quicker turnaround. You know, barbecue is a long journey, you know, mm-hmm. to, to make something. So, and if you fuck it up, you really yeah. fuck it up. You have to start all over again, you know. So like, mm-hmm. If you I, burn the broccolini, five minutes later. Five minutes later, you can be right back, you know. <laughs> yep. You didn't shock it in time, whatever, but you can do it. But barbecue, you have to do it all over. And it's like 15, 16 hours to cook, but then there's all the time, all the hours leading up to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and storage and, and everything that you know, barbecue starts with butchering. Yeah. I mean, that's like that. Like before you start cooking, I'm sure there's nothing that you get that you don't have to then touch a little bit. I mean, I would yeah, imagine you're getting whole briskets, you're breaking <clears throat> yeah. those down, you're getting beef ribs, you're cleaning those up. Yep. I mean, like it's just there's no like, let's just go. Yeah. Well, and that's you, before, like you said, a 16-hour cook. You could, I, I suppose you could. You know, my guys at Premier Meats, I suppose they, they could. They just it would cost even more. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And the cost of beef goes up. You know, wood costs so much money. People don't even consider the wood. Like this oak that has to get shipped over here from uh, Orange County. But it's like it comes from um, Texas. It comes from uh, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. this kind of oak. Very expensive, you know. What kind of oak is it? Post oak. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a version, it's a variety of uh, white oak. So you can use white oak as well, but if you want to be really specific to this, you know, uh, scent, you know, uh, the, the taste of it, post oak. 
But they, like in mm-hmm. California, people are using all hickory and mesquite and pecan and whatever, you know. Fruit woods, apple. Fruit, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which is not, which is definitely not Texas barbecue, but no. fruit woods are really nice with some meats. That's not Texas barbecue. No, but Texas barbecue itself is, is, is mutating, you know. Sure. You have the classic, classic uh, trinity of, of brisket, spare ribs, and sausage, but more and more places in Texas are now introducing other dishes uh, and other cuts, uh, Franklin and, does <clears throat> and turkey, bring, yeah, and, yeah, and the turkey and turkey is becoming more and more of a staple. But other other things that are, you know, different kinds of meat blends for the sausage, uh, sauces, um, you know, whatever whatever it is, you know, they're 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 trying to maybe I don't know what it is, but maybe they're they're bridging like a gap between barbecue and fine dining and restaurants. Uh, yep. So it's evolving. I feel like uh, the hot link is is one thing that hasn't made it out to when you get outside of Texas. You hear about barbecue like in L.A. and and people kind of like overlook hot links. And hot links is just so religiously like specific to Texas. It's, yeah, it's really important and it's like one of my favorite things. But people mm. talk about brisket, which is definitely the Cadillac. But God, a good Texas hot link is just—it's a piece of magic too. Yeah, and Elgin, Texas—you know—all these sausages come out of there, yep. and uh, and there are a lot of them are shipping them over here. I just—I I think it's crazy. Just work on your own recipe and stuff your own, <clears throat> and uh, and make your own. You know, mm-hmm. to to like yeah. get sausage. I know that there are a couple of barbecue places here in LA who get those sausages shipped over from Elgin, and they cook them here. It's kind of weird, you know. <laughs> like you know, you gotta do your own, you know. If you really are an artisan, you got you to do your own, you know? So do you make your own sausage? Yeah, of course. Of course. What's your recipe? It's, uh, it, it varies on whatever I have because it's nothing consistent, but I like to take uh, fat from the brisket that I, I trim. Mm-hmm. I, I, I render that. I smoke that. I'll take uh, what, really whatever I have around and mix, mix it in, you know, uh, rib trimmings, uh, ribeye that I may have, um, you know, you have sweetbreads, you have... Uh, uh, sweetbreads. Sweetbreads. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Sweetbreads. Sweet throw, throw it into that. Eat that, and then with some uh, feta cheese and za'atar, which is this great, like, mm-hmm. spice. You sure. blend all of that together. Uh, that smokes very nice. Uh, Sweetbread, za'atar... And feta cheese. Feta sausage. Ooh, Incredible. Damn. I'll bring it next time. Holy shit. We'll come get it. Next come time. get it. Come get it. Yeah, <laughs> but those are things that I, I'll do it and then people come Suck and take it. Suck it, Meze. No, no, you know, but uh, <laughs> it's just the only thing is just making the, like, I always cook with my kids or like they, they try to help me out, you know, and they, they watch me. I just, the sausage, I do it when they go to sleep because it's like something doesn't seem right. I can't, I don't want my, my, my daughter watching me like making sausage. It looks like you. I mean, I mean they, they literally, little, the phrase is, you don't want to see how the sausage is made. Yeah. You don't want your kids to see how, I mean, it's pretty. But also when you're tying those links, you don't want little grommets running around messing with things, too, because that's like, that's a fine art in itself, just doing sausage. Yeah. Sausage tastes great. But you just, don't want to see it. But, you know, when you, when you guide it and when you're making it, it looks like you're kind of stroking the longest penis in the world. <laughs> that's what it looks like. And I'm like, I don't it's want my true. daughter, like, I don't know if she even knows, like, you know, but I don't, you know what? So daddy, daddy has to give. So every time you make sausage, you say, "Don't look at daddy right now. Don't Close look your at me eyes. Like, watch Moana. Sleep. Watch Moana. Watch yeah. Moana. Look at this part. Yeah. Yeah. It's your favorite song's coming up. Yeah, exactly. But you got to do it, you know. And if you're a chef, like you're gonna make your own pasta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta make your own sausage. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And when you serve your sausage, how do you like to do it? You do it straight up. You do it on. I I put it on my hot uh, side of. Uh, well, I guess it it, it depends, but uh, you know, on, on one side or the other of the smoker, depending on on what my schedule is like. Uh, and that's it on 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 bread with this white uh, with this, some Wonder Bread. Wonder Bread. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I don't use any buns or anything like that. You can cut it in half. In Argentina, they have this chorizo that they eat on the street, churipan. So it's like a chorizo with uh, this little bun. So it's kind of like the same thing. It's the, the, the sausage. I wrap it in uh, white bread, or maybe I'll cut, cut it lengthwise. Uh, white bread, some of that rinsed onion, or maybe I'll make some chimichurri that will go with that. Mm-hmm. Got to make chimichurri, you know, it's like for Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And chimichurri, and a little spice, you know, a little color. And that's it. And people come, I, I, you know, I, and people come and eat it. That's it. I never sell them. I just always give them away. So what is your day job then, my friend? I am involved in the real estate world, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. But who knows? Listen, if, if, if possible... Yeah, we'll be you, you would, we'll be all 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 barbecue. You'd be willing to hang up the booties that you put over your shoes when you're taking an open house and and put put, put the tongs on and forever. I've you know what I've had open houses where I brought barbecue and I said okay you know brisket sliders at my open house you know Ooh. and like a hundred people show up for the barbecue. I stopped doing it because I do it, and then nobody goes upstairs. They come to the kitchen, they eat the sausage, and they come. <laughs> like, you don't have to even go upstairs. So there's a pool in back, there's everybody. A pool. There's a pool. I see you, back. Paul. This I is your third open house at my place, <laughs> and you haven't seen the pool once. Paul. You can't, yeah, Paul, you, you can't have the food at the open house be too good. Like, it has to be pretty good. Uh, yeah. But also, maybe this is what you should do. You should do the sliders, but each ingredient... Is in a different room of the house, and <laughs> you they have to go around together. and or the ingredients and build it together. Like the yeah, bread yeah. is in one room. The bread's in the master bath. The onions somewhere. Mm-hmm. Onions outside. You got the sauce somewhere in mm-hmm. the master. And Before they take their right. first bite, you already have offers. And in. you're holding all the brisket, so you, they need to show up with all the ingredients before they get the brisket, so you yeah. know that they went to all the rooms. And there's sauce all over the carpet. The sauce <laughs> everywhere. The house, the house smells it's like fun. smoke. No, you set it up like an episode of Dexter. It's fine. That's the right. Fun. It's all a mess. Somebody in different... A person in every ed- area that will stamp a card, mm-hmm. like, oh, you have a full card, you saw the whole house. Okay. <laughs> here okay. you go. Here's, here, here's, here's some barbecue. Here's your barbecue. This is not a bad idea, considering so, I think the stragglers that you probably mm, get for barbecue. But you know what? It's happened that somebody came to Trudy's to pick up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, some, some brisket, and I look at them, and I'm thinking to myself, where do I know you're from? And then look at me, and then I realize I'm like, dude, you were supposed to write me an offer yeah. on a plate. And I, I, I said to be on Tuesday a month ago. <laughs> Where's that offer? <laughs> no offer, and now you want barbecue? That's that has happened. What what was the moment when you decided you wanted to make barbecue? So he mentioned the journey. Like, where where does it start? Considering we've had people on, you know, it's it's always a different. I mean, it varies, but it's always a fascinating to hear somebody to come from. Um, a background that isn't necessarily something they're so passionate and dedicated to, like you obviously are about barbecue. Uh, you know, I... Uh, or was there not one moment? Was it just slowly like, I want to do this? Um, well, I always, I always cooked, you know? So sure. I, was always, I was always into the arts, whether it's uh, painting or uh, ceramics, Saxophone. pottery. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sex on the phone. <laughs> phone uh, sex. Phone sex. The woodwinds. Just the usual arts. I can't do my mom. I'd be listening to this no more. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Our moms listen to this podcast. They listen to it. They're, They'll love it. They're totally fine with all of this bad stuff. Oh, uh, hey, mom. Uh, <laughs> but I always, I always cooked. And, like, you know what? I would, I would go to a restaurant. I would eat something. I would think, wow, this is amazing. This, this dinner cost 500 bucks for four people. You know what? I'm going to recreate all of this for a fraction of that. Sure. Let's see if I can do it. I do it, mm-hmm. and and always push them. Like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Because really, I mean, it's it's endless. What what I've been popping out of that that kitchen. So, and then one day I went for a real estate conference to Texas. Mm-hmm. Our company is headquartered in in Austin, and uh, I went to Franklin. And it's something very common that I've seen. I've, I've I've spoken with other people, and and it seems to have been like their moment as well. I go to Franklin's, you know, and I've eaten so many things. I've traveled the world. But when you eat his brisket, it's texture, f- smell, the flavor profile, uh, the experience itself, the line, the weight, you know, the people, the, the community thing, the state of mind that you're in. You know, barbecue was just like this state of mind thing. So it was something very amazing about it. And I thought to myself, you know, I've made everything. There's nothing that... Uh, scares me. I'll I'll get a smoker. I'll do it at home. You know this is great. Uh, and I got a smoker when I came back. And then it turned out to be a lot harder than it is. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the the directions for to make brisket is trim the brisket. Okay, so you can trim it however you you can mess it up. Put it in the smoker. Cook it at 250 to 275 degrees until the brisket is 200 degrees. Take it out. Let it rest. That's it. Yeah, I mean, those I, are the directions. Yep, put some salt on it. Put some those pepper are the on directions. It. Yep, that's it. Put some salt and pepper, or whatever <laughs> spices or herbs you like, or whatever you want you want to put on it. Mm-hmm. They do salt and pepper, fifty fifty. Yeah, it's, it's salt and pepper. That's only, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know? I mean, crash and burn, dude. It's like, like when, <laughs> it's like when you say, "Oh, this is how you make sushi." You cut the fish and you put it on some rice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like so complicated. It's too tough, and you know the brisket is made. It comes from the chest of a cow. It's like. Yeah. There's two muscles. You have the flat, you have the point that's right above it. The point is fattier, is juicier. The flat yep. is leaner. You know, all the like the, the, the Lululemon moms, all the yoga moms, they like the flat. <laughs> yeah. The husband's one, the, the, the point. The real head, <laughs> the real the point. Yeah. And the, it's, like, it's like three to one or two to one flat to point. And the point is hard to get. You, it's hard to buy a point. Like you can't go to a store. Usually you have to break a whole Packers brisket down yourself yeah. or have a source like a fine purveyor of meats that you're buying right. enough from that they'll sell you points because or you're buying a whole brisket. So you have to cook, doing. you know, so you, you have the, the bottom muscle, the, the flat that's leaner than the, the, the piece that's right above it. And you have to cook it all together at that temperature without overcooking the bottom part. And they're all right there, so it's like, what, what the, you know, how am I, how am I doing this, you know? Yeah, it's like having a, a hot pan and putting two eggs in it and say, do this one over easy and do this one, do this one hard. Exactly. And somehow, I guess it's possible, you know. <laughs> somehow, somehow it's good. Some like some guys can do it, you know. People can do make. I mean, we ways. we you brought us over two samples: your beef rib and your uh, your pastrami pastrami beef, beef rib. rib. I went to so on one of I've I've gone on like ten barbecue trips in texas where i go with some guys and we hit it hard and we just eat different places not all barbecue but just eat at all kinds of places so there's a place ragel's barbecue in houston 
Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And so we, uh, we went to this place that's known for their pastrami beef ribs, and they were out. So again, I said, okay, I'll just go home and I'll do it. But at this point, I have a lot more barbecue experience. And, and it, it's been coming out. It's great. So mm-hmm. I'm happy I was it able is. to bring one. I'm it's happy. really good. So good. I just, but, but you're adding what is already an incredibly difficult cook, which is a beef rib, and then you're adding the process of curing pastrami to it, which also has a lot of roadblocks that can go wrong. It's a whole and art it, to itself. And it takes seven days, and you have to pay attention to that in a way that, like, it's just really making it hard on yourself to turn something incredible. And, and it brines and like uh, it it cures in this in this container that has 15 gallons of, yep. of and you know what 15 gallons is very heavy mm. very heavy and for listeners at home he's in very good shape he has big muscles and you can tell that he knows how to lift a lot of gallons of brining solution easily 15 gallons oh yeah on a, on a, on a slow day that's, One, that's water is 10 pounds a gallon it's very oh really mm-hmm. oh, you see 150 yes heavy yeah, heavy that's, that's and, nothing to sneeze and, at baby and, and it's, yeah use your knees though I see, absolutely. Get those deadlifts in wherever you can. <laughs> Dude, and it's like it's sitting in that brine, and you can't just leave it there for a week. You have to every, you know, they say every day, uh, every, you know, half day, you have to rotate them around for, for everything to kind of just mm-hmm. swirl in there so, like, their flavor can move around. Pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, for, for listeners at home who don't know that process, what, how do you make something a pastrami? Well, it's... Uh, it's a mix of, uh, of several things. It's this pink curing salt. Uh, it's, uh, which, is, which can be dangerous to work with. Uh, you know what? I, I've I been was, told. I, I wasn't aware. You know, I'm being very <laughs> flagrant with it. Like, now, now I know. Like, I, did I, did. You, I learned afterwards because we, Andre and I, we, can did, use too much. we did a pop-up and we did a bunch of uh, chicken liver pate and you use some of that to yeah. get the pink color on it. And everyone I talked to was like, whoa, you, you got to be careful with that stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? Like, and like too much of it can easily be like damaging and, I, and I've, toxic. I got a recipe from uh, somebody, a buddy of mine in Texas. Um, I'm a, for, I, I, it's very fortunate, I feel like, that I, I got on this text group with like several guys that You're are on, on a good group. That, chat on right a group, now. yeah, like guys that are... are most of them are in this list of the top, you know, mm. this top barbecue, this Texas monthly list. So these are good guys to follow. So I got a recipe from one of them. A lot of them six of Texas yeah, barbecue. barbecue. I mean, these guys. One of them is one of them is literally uh, came in number one in Texas monthly. So it's I mean, I, what Franklin is, was number two. What is the most Incredible. common emoji in this group chat? Uh, you know what. These guys are in Texas, so they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't have, to have phones that like have emojis. I'm assuming they don't. Yeah, use yeah there, no. I, I don't think a single emoji has been <laughs> sent out in that group. They, they text like this. Uh, yeah. No, the one greasy. You got to see the phones are greasy. I have to sanitize my. Yeah, uh, how bad does your phone smell? My, my, I have to clean it all the time because <laughs> you know I'm cooking. I'm like, oh my god, I got to get a picture of this, and there's grease everywhere, <laughs> you know, and like my phone often smells like. Spices and things, you know, but so do my kids. Like, uh, you know, actually, I think, yeah. Yeah, does your wife, how does she feel about the smell? She's uh, used to it. I have to sleep on the couch. Well, when it's colder, I sleep on the couch when I get to sleep because, you know, you you have to watch the fire and the wood. Mm -hmm. You have 
once I, once the I adjust it, studio I fix city. it. And the, the mean streets of Studio City. <laughs> the mean streets of Studio City. I have 30 minutes. So once I set the fire, I fix the fire and all that, I have 30 minutes to come back. I can go do whatever I want. I can go to sleep for five hours. I can do whatever. As long as I'm back in 30 minutes, you know, I can see do whatever. See what the Explore page is looking like on Instagram? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, see what's happening. Sure. Now in the summer, it's been nice. I was, I've been, you know, would just lay down on a hammock and, and, you know, I got some lights on. I got some music. It's yeah, quiet. Yeah. There's no airplanes. It's, it's actually pretty nice, you okay. know? Okay. Wow, uh, that's painting a beautiful picture. Nice. It, 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 it is nice. And you know what? A lot of these guys, uh, that's when these text groups, like, wake up and, you know, everybody's all these guys are up oh. cooking. They're up all night. They're like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm doing that, doing that, whatever. You know, making their jokes, joking about other guys. It's a who secret are, society. Absolutely. About other guys Stone who are... Stonecutters. Like, oh, yeah. oh, this guy, I heard that this guy is using a pellet smoker. Like, what? Like, and, and, and you know, who is doing this? Oh, doing I love that? it. It's, 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 it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty, you know, pretty amazing. But, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you lay there, you, you, you have to spend... A lot of time. My point is, like, you got to. It's, it's, it's a lot it's, of downtime. A lot of a lot of a lot of hurry up and wait mm-hmm. type of type of thing. But um, well, that's why barbecue costs so much money, man. You put you got to put a lot of damn work into it. Yeah, and then there's some guys who use these smokers that are like these pellet smokers that you just adjust it. You say, okay, I want it to be at this temp, and they come back in eight hours, and it's like, you know what? You could have a good product, you know. It could it could end up being a nice brisket, but it took no skill to make it. So, right, the people eating it might be okay with it. The guy who made it, those are the Traeger barbecues. Right? Those Traegers, yeah. Which, yeah, that's you know, it's, it's like, like bumper bowling. It's like getting it's like a Lamborghini and not having a stick shift. All of that, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like not. It's not. It takes takes away from it. You know, so it's For like sure. using a crock pot. It's using. It's like, what about the fun? What about the artistic? Uh, the, the the just having fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise it's just like just about a step or two away from just ordering in. Yeah. So just order your brisket. What's the damn point? Just get it shipped out overnight from FedEx. Just get it shipped cooler. and warm it up. I mean, you're already getting so- your sausages shipped over from Elgin. You're not making the sausages, <laughs> so just get your t- your brisket shipped over and warm that up. <laughs> Yeah, just buy that in a microwave and you're good, baby. Oh. <laughs> Not microwave. Oh. <laughs> so is it hard for you? So it must be hard for you to eat barbecue now. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, is it hard? Like, all barbecue is trash. And I probably. don't mean just because you're eating so much of it when you're tasting your own cook, but like you must go on some of these trips and you're kind of like, that's pretty good. But, uh, you know, I make something superior. Yeah, yeah, It's like telling an astronaut, like, man, look at the moon today. It looks good. And you're like, yeah. It's all right. It's all right. I've seen it's it right from here. I've, I've seen, seen it. I've seen it better. It's all right from here. <laughs> it's nice to walk on. <laughs> My barbecue is all me, you know. So all the sourcing and the pickup and the storage and the deli- and, and and the trim and the whatever that needs to be done is me. One man show. <clears throat> One man show. You know, a lot of these other places, a lot of guys are doing it. So if they're all connected, they're all on the same page, all doing it together, and they can work as one is one thing, but you know, it gets lost in the shuffle. So I know all my briskets that I'm doing, whatever I'm doing, I, I know all of them. I know how they are, where to put them. There's a lot to know, you know, to keep track of. And are you, are, are you afraid of scaling up because of that? No, 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 no. I'm will, actually, will you hit a point where you won't be able to <clears throat> actually manage all of these the way you want? Uh, no, you yeah, want yeah, yeah, definitely. Someone will have to come. I'm just worried that what am I going to do? Like, uh, 
you know, how much can you trust somebody? But also, I I think that I can I keep amazing notes about my every time I cook. I, I should have brought like to show you like have these scrolls of like my my notes and and you know it's greasy greased scrolls, up, greasy and it's dirty. So like it's and it says flammable. Like, what you're saying? <laughs> keep these notes away from an open absolutely. Flame. But like I'll I'll write I'll start writing and say the date three thirty a.m. Lighting the fire, uh, whatever, you know. Yeah. Day 12, morale is low. Morale is low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but like 4 a.m., what the temperature is, what did I do? Did I add some wood? How many splits of wood? Where did mm. I put them? You why know, do I have three kids? Why do I have, why do I have so many kids? Why did I going, write that? What's the one? meaning oh, of uh, So because I'm sure like at, at 6 in the morning when you've been up all night taking half an hour naps, You'll you'll get a, del- a little delirious. You'll forget what you've done, mm-hmm. and you can go back to the notes and be like, "Oh, I dropped a log at two a.m." The the thing is that when you have fifteen, let's say, imagine you have fifteen briskets in in the smoker. You have fifteen briskets, and you're checking the temperature, and then you're forgetting like, and you have to rotate them around because on one side they're hotter than the other side, and you start rotating them around, mm. and you're getting delirious and you're tired, and you think to yourself like, "Did I move that one yet? Did I not move that one?" And, and while you're thinking all these things. The doors are open, so the right, heat so could getting, be, yeah, more air is going More air, so now it's getting hotter and it's getting smokier. And then once it gets too hot and the fire is coming in, the fire could catch on some grease there, and then you can have a grease fire. And right. that grease fire could be serious, yep. you know. So, so, so you got to move, you know. You got, you got, you got to move. So, like, you got to make some calls you sometimes. Be sharp. Yeah, man, this is like it's an endurance sport. Like, really, barbecue should be in the Olympics, man. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, Absolutely. Anything that you have to cook that you can't sleep through that is over 12 hours is truly like mm-hmm. you've lost a bet. It's like, why am I doing this? Yeah, this it's is ridiculous. like when, I, when you like watch uh, like on television people doing a triathlon and you're like, I would never fucking do that. You've got to be – then the way you're describing all of this, you're like – I'm just going to stick to making like a cute little salad on Instagram. Yeah. Because this take, is rough. Take a picture. Exactly. <laughs> it's hard. So when you decided, so you kind of had a moment like, I want to try and replicate something that is making me feel like this, this brisket. You go home, you start practicing. Yeah. You get the smoker. Yeah. You blow it a few times. Many. Did yeah. you get discouraged? Or are you like, no, I can do this? Uh, I, yeah, I think I, I, I did. So I, I was, I, I just started doing uh, easier things like chicken and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, Burgers, patties, steaks. Getting to know how to do the fuel. Just getting, getting, the get, getting the hang of this smoker, sure. you know. And then I would do one brisket at a time. Mm-hmm. Then I figured a way to build another rack on top of it so now I can do two briskets at a time, which was <laughs> huge, you know. It was amazing, <laughs> yeah. like two briskets. I just, it's all twice I, the amount of brisket when you twi- think about Twice the, the amount, yeah. you know. And all I wanted to do is just make brisket, see how it comes out, and then... I can't eat all of it. I can't, I, you know, what am I going to do with it? My family's sick of it, you know. <laughs> I would give it away, you know. My would, family would, was getting so fat and unhealthy. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Cut it up, give it away. Cut it up, give it away. To um, friends. Yeah. Whoever. To friends, yeah. I would, I would, you know, put it on Friendster or whatever it was at the time, you know, like MySpace, you know. And, and it's a thing that people always want. People always want barbecue. So this is going back. Ten years. Yeah, it goes. Oh, yeah, wow. So there really more. was. Yeah. So when that. you said Friendster, you were being for real. Uh, I don't. Know, maybe not Friendster. Maybe I, never, I, could, I don't know. You so know. this is like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, something like that. Trying to hit up Tila Tequila, see if she wants. Uh, <laughs> like, Tila, do you want some? 
you know, they need the brisket. Tila, what forbidden? Where are you forbidden? You know, cut, remember that wow, one? Wow, deep cut. Oh, yo, yo. yo. He, he just he just proved that he is not lying about forbidden. Away on this podcast MySpace. is no longer about food, by the way. For, We're yeah. only going to go into MySpace host from, uh, from now on. <laughs> Love it. For, man, forbidden. She was hot. Not lying. You know what? However, yours. She's. Did she die or something? Yeah, she died. Right. Terrible. Damn, there's probably a cool story about it on the internet. Hopefully. Or a dark story. Dark yeah. story. Dark. Hopefully it wasn't for followers, you know? Like, yeah, she died. Tila Tequila is like a flat earther now who is... Yeah, a, who's also like a huge anti-Semite or something weird. Yeah. Or she yeah, like yeah. a Holocaust denier slash flat earther. Mm-hmm. If she would have yeah. got that brisket, she would have said I, 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 she I tried the to. damn brisket. The juggalos almost got her. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so you said that you've, you've always been into cooking and doing all always. these things and trying to figure out the way, the way to do it yourself. Yeah. Aside from barbecue, what are some of your specialties? Oh, I, well, you know, you start cooking. You always uh, <clears throat> you start working on all the classic sauces, mother sauces, and the mm-hmm. bechamels and whatever. So you never and, went and, to cooking school? For, no, no. You're just no. like, I need to learn how to make a bechamel. Uh, yeah, but, you know, you start making things, and, you know, I, I made... I saw like a, some show and I made, I saw a Paula Dean, Paula Dean making that. It does not mean I'm not racist. I, somehow I saw like a Paula Dean. It has nothing to do. I don't support anything. But she made this amazing like Elvis Presley sandwich of like peanut butter mm. and sugar yeah. and banana. Mm-hmm. And I made that. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. You know, what else can we make? And, you know, made other things and other things. And, uh, and, and started doing all this classic French cooking, you know, and, uh, and I would just do that, you know, I would get my hands on cookbooks and I would just, you mm-hmm. know, cook through different things. Um, and in the real estate world, you have, you don't have a full set schedule, so you might have pockets of time where you can play around right. in the kitchen. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and, and, and cook. It's just that I would spend so much time on, on making these components and making these dishes and then I give it to my friends to eat and they come in and they just wipe the plate in a second. I think to myself, I didn't even get to tell you how this, <laughs> this, the, these, these cherries took me two days to like pickle and to, to compress them and to whatever I needed to do to get them like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. And they just, you know, gone. <laughs> uh, More but, please. More please, yeah. You have any more? And like, oh, I just plated this thing. I had to go. I made this <laughs> plate. You know, the, I, ma- I made I made the bowl. I made as I well. I made the damn plate. I made the damn plate. You guys don't care. I ordered one of those rings on Amazon so all the ingredients would stay in the middle and look oh. good. Monsters. One of you guys used your finger. I saw it. I can't yeah. tell who. It was so fast. That's Did true. you ever do any tweezer cooking? Yeah. I mean, tweezers. It's, I, all of the toys that you can think of. Uh, yeah. I had. The only thing I, I wasn't playing with was the, uh, you know, the, the, the f- freezing things, the... Oh, molecular gastronomy, like yeah. the nitrogen. Like nitrous yeah, the, ni- the, the liquid nitrogen. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything else. Just nitrous. The- just <laughs> cooking on nitrous. That's the only thing I never really... Yeah, liquid nitrogen, never, uh, I never saw them do that on TV and be like, damn, that looks delicious. I want to yeah. try it. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun to like make certain oils and like to foam things mm-hmm. and gel and... Whip a little xanthan uh, gum in there. I have, I have a tub of tapioca maltodextrin that's like still on my fridge mm-hmm. that's probably sitting there five years sure that you know you you whisk it with oil like olive oil and it'll make you olive oil powder uh powder you know mm-hmm. yeah but uh yeah i didn't do it <laughs> and then 
So you're doing, you're giving this stuff away, yes. you know, slowly on social media. Mm-hmm. And then what was the first time you got paid for it? Uh, like, how do, how do you transition to what's going on now? I mean, still I, what, hasn't me, been paid yet. It's such a, yeah, still has, only gives it away. <laughs> but I still, it's like, to me, I love this. I, these are the stories that I love. Well, I, uh, I had all my social media was on another account. So it was a blend of kids and travel and family and houses and open houses and bullshit that I see and food. Right. And Hot girls. Plenty. Sure. Plenty. Mm-hmm. And then a, a friend of mine convinced me to, uh, to make a separate account, you mm-hmm. know, because it started to look bad for people that I'm selling their homes. Mm. They're like, dude, are you selling my house? Or are you cooking brisket? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, was, that, was the, that was the issue that was happening. Oh, that's so funny. That's so, so like, I, I had to sure. separate the two. And, like, and it was right. Another 16-hour like, cook in the bucket. You're, you're like, like 16, what? Hours, 16 hours? 16 hours? Where's 16 hours? You should be knocking on doors, like, like <laughs> yeah. selling my place. Flyering. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I created a separate account. And... And I started to like look for people through like uh, there was a website called Next Door, which is like a neighborhood yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. So I would go on Next Door, like hey, I'm looking for barbecue people, and like you know what, a lot of people come out of the woodworks for barbecue. You know, everybody mm-hmm. has something to say. Everybody thinks that they do it the best, that sure. their parents did it the best, in a fun way. And a conversation <laughs> would start. Yeah. And. Uh, and then the first time, I remember the guy who, who came, you know, for the first time, and I was thought to myself, like, this is, this is crazy. Like, this is somebody I'm actually going to get. It was 20 bucks, and I got 20 bucks for a pound of brisket. And, I, you know, very nice guy. I stood outside. We talked for a bit. And at the time, I, was eight, I would have the time to spend with these people to talk about barbecue. And I see it became like a very repetitive conversation. Where have you been? Franklin's, barbecue, mm-hmm. this, that. Uh, but you know, it was, uh, yeah, that was the first time. And, and it was a, a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago. And then it, you know, then he told one of his friends, he told another friend, you know, somebody else like started, you know, tagging another guy on, on, I remember when I hit a hundred people, like started, to, we were connected. I was connected to a hundred people on Instagram, on, on that one. And I thought to myself, like, this is crazy. A hundred people. <laughs> you know, this is amazing. <laughs> and then more and more and more. And, you know, and I, keep, and I keep working on it. I keep working on it. And, and it's great. You know, there is really, there is, there is, uh, it's, it's missing. Or at least the kind of barbecue that I'm doing. So, like, the barbecue that you find commercially in L.A., those are, that's barbecue that's cooked on pits that are gas assisted, so they have fire, they have wood that's burning, but the wood is uh, maintained. That fire is maintained with a gas line that goes into that firebox. My smoker is all wood, no gas, no electricity, straight offset smoker, just like Texas, Central Texas style. Mm-hmm. So the flavor there is going to be slightly different, and there's really a lot of energy and effort that I put into it that I think comes through. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was, that was the first, that was, that was my first, and uh, it was amazing. Well, it's, what's, it's, it's interesting, though, that, you know, the slow build of what you're describing is so different than kind of food culture in LA, where it's like, there's pretty rare that there's a slow build in Los Angeles. It's like pretty much instantly a restaurant opens, and it's got incredible reviews, and it's got, you know, a two-month wait, or it doesn't, but 
you do something as personal as, and as casual as what you're doing <clears throat> at your place, and it's not like there's no exclusivity. There's no hype in the sense of like the the PR machine that restaurants have to pay for and build and get in LA. It's like one person brings their friend and the, the product and the quality and the experience is so sincere that of course that friend's going to bring their friend. And that doesn't, and it's, and it's approachable in a way that like a lot of restaurant and dining culture in LA isn't where it's like, maybe you go, but your friend can't afford a hundred dollars to eat somewhere, but somebody can't afford twenty bucks for a plate of barbecue, and it's spectacular and it's special, and it's and, you know it's like it's a it's a story that I just really love. And yeah, it's really, well, you, you know, know a lot. It's it's really what was amazing about it. Uh, first of all, I did it because, I, and I'm doing it because I love it, and because I get to be on the other side of the counter. And you know, when I was in Texas, I would see all these guys on the other side of the counter. They just looked like they were in a certain state of mind. It was just, they were having fun. It was great. So when my first, when my smoker that I, I, I use now, uh, Tootsie, is the name. Uh, <laughs> she got a name, Tootsie. You got to uh, have a good name. <clears throat> you got to have a good all name. All good barbecues have female names. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. And, it's uh, like boats. I couldn't wait mm-hmm. to just touch that smoker, just to see what it just feels to touch like. That you know? didn't like you? It's, <laughs> I, I, I touched it. I touched it. <laughs> I touched it. You know, I couldn't. I couldn't wait to do it. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, barbecue is, um, you know, pe- people love it. And like, pe- pe- so people would come and they would start to, like telling me stories. And I would have, you know, white, black, straight, gay, female, whatever, like just about anything you can think of come through and then everybody almost has some kind of a story like memories that they have about barbecue so if, like i tell you guys like all right uh sunday monday whatever day we're going to a barbecue at two o'clock you're like barbecue is great you know it's like a state of mind you know it's no one no one gets told like hey barbecue this weekend and they think to this and it's like ah you know <laughs> shit barbecue ah no you know, love a barbecue yeah. so like you know that i had a guy who who came to pick up some barbecue and was telling me how he hasn't had barbecue in so long, that barbecue was this thing that he used to, <clears throat> used to always have with his dad. His dad passed away, he hasn't had barbecue in all this time. The guy was like, you know, like breaking down, you yeah. know? It yeah. was really amazing, you know? Like, uh, and, and all of their stories, and it always connects to food, you know? Like Anthony Bourdain has like a known, you know, quote about like that barbecue... It's not like the, the going to bring world peace, but like it can start, you know? And, and right. mm-hmm. uh, so we're a good place to start, something along those lines. But, uh, you know, it, it barbecue, it's, it's just, it's, there's something about it. And it's like real comfort food. I mean, you prepare it differently, you know, in different areas. But uh, there's something special about barbecue, you know? If somebody's listening to this and they're like, okay, I want to try this guy's barbecue, how hard is it to acquire it from you at this it's, current it's moment? Fair, it's 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 easy, and I'm not trying to be difficult. I always tell you know uh, I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm not trying to. Be, it's not about being You're not trying cool to be exclusive or, or cool. Or no, no, no. I'm not filtering celebrities or uh, <clears throat> those blue check marks. That's you know I've been Wait, accused of. Nope. Oh God. Yeah. I just I look through. I do a skip when somebody hits me up that uh, I see has no posts, doesn't post anything has no followers and follows only one person, me, you know? And then they keep messaging me that they're kind of, yeah, I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? I, I don't You're know. You're a real fan. I, I'll skip that, you know? Like, I don't know. It's, you know, I don't know. I like Some, that. Something. Also, there's a whole, you know, 
question of legality, you know, that goes into place with this thing. That's another sure, thing sure, that sure, I'm, sure, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm concerned about. But overall, it's been like a very cool demographic. People who are exploring and are searching for a food experience or searching for certain food uh, flavor profiles. Uh, I've had, it's a lot of very creative, you know, kind of like our demographic, also age-wise, people are coming. Uh, but, uh, you know, we don't, I don't sell any of it. Uh, it's, it's never a direct sale. Like I always tell people, like, Trudy's is run by donations and support. I have a box on the side. Right. I, literally, I, don't, I do not... So if I, I, I cut you some, some barbecue, I don't ask you for any money. There's sure. a box over there, donate, whatever you want, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, some... Farley told a great story of the person visiting from Japan. Yeah, from and, uh, <clears throat> Thailand or something. Or, or was it Thailand? <clears throat> and they had been just basically talking to you for months. Yeah. And the first thing they did was they get off a plane at LAX and they go straight to your barbecue. The timing for them was amazing. Yeah. You know, they hit me up. I saw the message... You know, I, I, not always, I don't always see them, uh, but their timing was great. And it was in the middle of the week that I had it because Farley came by. I was playing with these uh, pastrami ribs. So he came for the pastrami ribs. And then these guys hit me up. I said, I have pastrami ribs. And they came and then they told me like, yeah, we, you know, we were talking in Thailand, which is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I had, and that's not the first. You know, I've had other guys that came and, they, and people are coming from other countries. And they have a list of places that they're planning to eat in L.A. Langer's, In-N-Out, Kispaka, whatever, Mozza, mm-hmm. Spago. And, and you're Trudy's. on that list. Yeah. <laughs> How great is that? It's crazy. That's, that's it's crazy. It's unbelievable. A, it's amazing. It really is amazing, you know? So it's like those experiences are a big reason for me uh, for why I do it. What pushes me, you know? Because so many times I'll cook and I think to myself, ah, you know what, man? What am I doing? You know, I don't need this headache. I don't, you know, I'm losing money. I don't need to do this. <laughs> uh, but like people come and it's like, it just takes me away from what, I, what I'm scared of most. And it's like, and that's, you know, working a certain nine to five where I have like a key card around my neck mm-hmm. where I'll see Bob at the, by the water cooler. You know? <laughs> like, how was your weekend? Great. Whatever, 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 yeah. you know. Do you like football? Yeah, how was the game? Oof, you know. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. But, but that's, that's the worst, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, people who, who do that but would love to paint or they would love to whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And instead they're doing something else because, uh, you know, they need to make. And I understand, you know, I understand. But you got to pay the bills. You got to pay bills. But you got to live, man. Well, you're, just make sure to be grateful that you're able to do all of this. 100%. And live your artistic lifestyle. And I wake up every day. Every day. Smelling like shit. Every, every day. It's not, <laughs> I put my right foot on the floor every day. I wake up out of bed. I make sure if I'm laying a certain way. You get up I'm, off I the couch. Around, <laughs> off the couch. But however it is. Even if I'm on the couch, I'll turn around in a certain way that I put my right foot on the floor, and I mm-hmm. say thank you. Literally, that's how I start my day every day for maybe 10, 15 years. I wake up, right foot, thank you, start. Seriously, you know, like I start, that's why I start then. Ooh. Yeah. Every like day. That. Every day. I'm going to start know. incorporating that into my lifestyle if I remember. I mean, who knows, you know? Like you see things that happen on, on the news, you see things that happen on TV, you're like, just like that. 
It could know? all be gone Boom. in an instant. Boom. Yeah. You know, so I think... I could have eaten my last pastrami rib today. That's why I'm avoiding in and out I don't want to have a double double. <laughs> you, you kind of know that that's how you're going to die. Right? I know. And that's, that's like, like, I don't, it's I pretty like, clear that you're going to die. I at take a bite. Mm-hmm. Look around. I look around. <laughs> I take a bite. I look in the mirror. I look okay. Take another bite. Like you're, a, you're choking on secret sauce. Like, I don't wanna, yeah. That's a good way to go, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, now we're going to talk about the best thing that we ate all week. Uh, I mean, for me, it was what you just gave us right before we did our podcast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have to have to. Agree. You could look at my Instagram. I had, one, I had one, but I would that just got trumped by this. He made he made a uh, a brisket pastrami. I mean, sorry, a pastrami beef rib. It was kind of like a taco where the the tortilla was a slice of Wonder Bread with so with that amazing meat. You can look at my Instagram. There'll be a photo of it. We will look it up. But that, I mean, that was really good. But before I had that. Uh, last weekend, Andre, you made some wings that had like this. What was that sauce that you had on there? Oh, it was really simple. Um, it goes. It was uh, blazing balls of fury from my favorite <laughs> hot sauce company, mm-hmm. um, El Machete mm-hmm. Hot Sauce, which is at the Hollywood Farmers Market. But they make a habanero tamarind hot sauce, which is where like a lot of that gets amazingly. You get a kind of indistinguishable to a degree, like fruit, sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a, a tamarind hot sauce. I don't know how. Yeah, there was a nice. How often I've seen it, if I've ever seen it, but 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 that. it was that. And then I made some green goddess dressing for like a vegetable crudite, and then yep. dipped that wing Ooh. in the green goddess, and it. And then so you kind of had this. You had the hot from the habanero. You had the sweet. You had the weird umami from the anchovy and the green goddess. And it looks also it looks very cool. The green goddess. Green goddess, move over ranch or blue cheese with the wing. The goddess could be the move. And we had a smoker, then her name was the green goddess. Oh, it was really? too long, and then we cha- I changed it from the green goddess to Leona. Ooh. Leona. Leona. Leona sounded like a good name for a smoker. It sounded like an older female name leona mm-hmm. and also leona there was this chick back in the day leona helmsley was the queen of mean oh yeah and that smoker oh, looked yeah. mean and i'm like you know what i'm gonna call her leona in her leona honor. helmsley is an amazing name for a smoker leona <laughs> you know now i have a new smoker coming soon i'm gonna have to uh, yeah really do you have the name prepared not yet i will you know i'll have all to. right well send me a pic of the of the smoker, I'd like to throw a couple names out just to see if anything I will, sticks. I, I, it's all, all, all entries are going to be considered. Okay, you're open. <laughs> the DMs are open. So just being made for you custom in yep. a way that like... Yeah, is it- it's going to be... It's gonna be uh, so currently, Tootsie. Tootsie is the, the pitmaster of Snow's Barbecue, which is the number one barbecue joint according to Texas Monthly. It's mm-hmm. a great place. So it's named in her honor, but... Uh, Tootsie is a 250-gallon propane tank. Uh, the new one is almost four times, oh, close to four times that size. It's big. So I'm going from the ability of doing 15 briskets at a time to about 40 or so briskets, a lot. I mean, I literally went inside of that thing. Uh, are you going to keep, are you keeping Tootsie? Yeah, 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 I'm keeping Tootsie. You can't let her go. Can I have Tootsie? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, for our listeners, he's there's a picture of him seated very comfortably wow. inside of a giant smoker. I could have sat like <laughs> I just didn't want to get my pants dirty, but like it's big. 
There's there's more there's more room in that than on a, a Delta flight to New York. Is that being made for you here in California? Is that coming out from Texas? It's uh, in Sun Valley. Sun Valley. Yeah. Uh, yeah really this st- is this is where the this is just standing, but this is where the fire, the wood box, uh, the, the smoke box is. Mm. Look at the size of this thing. That's just. Uh, a I'm smoke six box. feet. This is like about three feet high. That's just where the wood right. goes, and then they sure. cut it off on top. It's gonna be the it's first time anything top. good's ever come out of Sun Valley, huh? Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and it's sitting on this tray. That has double axles. I got these big tires with white walls, like a classic mm. white wall tires. Mm. Like the rim is like a fire station, uh, like fire truck red. Ooh. It's very cool. Like we got door handles and stoppers and nails and things that are all these antique Hopefully things. Hopefully, we get invited to the ribbon cutting 100%. ceremony. <laughs> it's going to be a rib. In cutting, a rib in cutting. Damn, yeah. that was good. Oh, bam, I'll be here all day. <laughs> all right, what was so the, what good. was the best thing you ate all week, my friend? I uh, I was fortunate enough to go to a barbecue with Francis Mullman mm. uh, from Hot uh, from uh, I saw that. Chef's Table. Hey, wow. Yeah, that was uh, there was like a Nancy Silver. Nancy, Nancy. So 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 uh, so I, I went to that. Uh, thing which was very visually it was very impressive but at the end of the day taste wise uh some you know the dishes the best things were coming out of nancy silverton's uh stand mm. so nancy suck it moment yeah moment and moment i gotta tell you was kind of a dick <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, kind of he seems like he'd be kind of a dick but you want him to be a dick I, I, you know his chef's table he looks very cool though yeah, he is super cool. He just wakes up, smokes a cigar, drinks coffee, and then like has sex with twenty-one-year-old women. Like and then... he, you should have seen the girls that were with him. Yeah, he's a G man. Fire. <laughs> like I guess all he knows, all he can handle is fire. <laughs> I heard that he has like he has six kids with seven women. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like uh, yeah, it's like the guy's, he's got the gift. He's got the gift. You know, <laughs> he's definitely so. But Nancy had these lamb ribs. Mm-hmm. I think they're called Denver, the Den- Denver cut or something. I'm, 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 I'm wow. trying to, I'm going to track them down and I'm going to do them. But, but they were great. Pork ribs? Uh, lamb. 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 Oh, sorry. Lamb. 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 And uh, so that was great. And there was the steak frites that she had with this caviar. Mm. Uh, but I have a, I actually, I have a caviar guy and he uh, brings over caviar. Every barbecue gotta, man does. Got to have a good caviar guy. <laughs> By the way, best deal ever. Best deal ever. Like, I... The same tin that I get is at Petrosian is six times the, the same cost. I can hook you guys up. Uh, Damn. But it's a great thing. So, Kevin, they eat it. You know, my kids eat it with, a, with an ivory spoon, like straight out of this thing. Like, like <sighs> bastards, you know? That's not, that's not how we did it. That's not how we did it in Zimbabwe. Yeah. In Rhodesia. We, didn't, we were not eating caviar. Is like it that. one of those things where you give it to me, like, here you guys go, enjoy it. And then 20 seconds later, you just hate them for eating it. You slap <laughs> yeah, it out of like, hand okay, after you enough, already gave it to them. Enough. Why aren't you liking this more? Well, enough. But, you know, my, my 10-year-old, she's a great cook, and she makes this uh, egg that just like uh, Melise, the restaurant Melise, uh, she takes the egg and she separates the egg whites and the egg yolk, and she puts the egg yolk back into the egg, and the eggs will float in, in a pool of water that she, with the sous vide temperature, she gets them to a certain temperature. Then she whips up like this uh, cream with, some, with, with, with something else, puts it back into the egg, on this egg, and then puts the caviar on top of it. Ten years old. And she's doing this while like French macaroons are in the oven. Wow. And the French macaroons are already like a little bit of a, a flavor of, 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 because a lot of times I keep barbecue in there to keep them warm in the oven. So oh. the macaroons get a little... 
There's a there's a little subtle kiss kiss of post oak on that macaron. Macaron. But you know another thing that really was great was uh, you know when you cook when you do this barbecue there is a lot of uh, you know once in a while you get this whiff of like this oak smoke you know and it smells so great you know mm-hmm. and it's like that white it smells smoke. great yeah and just uh, you want a cleaner smoke yeah not you know uh, but great smoke and and it and it's like really makes your mouth water so what I did was take that clean smoke and I smoked sugar uh, I smoked sugar in the cold, in the, uh, cold spot of the smoker, uh, smoke this particular sugar that then you spin it to make it cotton candy, and then you hold, and it's like a white post-oak cloud that you eat, and it's like a sweet Whoa. cloud, of, which, is, which is really kind of like the old like bazaar days, like Ferran Adria uh, yeah. type of thing, which, which we, we joke about, yeah. but you know what? It's kind of fun, and it's like... You know, I give it to my kids, and I'm like, what does that taste like? And they're like, well, it tastes, you know, it tastes like smoke. It tastes like know? Central Texas post oak, boy. Boy. <laughs> boy. Damn, but, that's cool. But, yeah, post oak uh, cotton candy. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know that, that, most of that molecular novelty stuff is I'm not a big fan of, but when, when, it, when it's done correctly and it serves a purpose and it really is working, it's, it's an awesome thing, and you shouldn't be, it shouldn't be ignored. Nope. Like, mm-hmm. a, like a barbecued... Cotton candy. Molecular man. That's yeah, right. The story of your 10-year-old cooking is, wants me to walk in front of a truck right <laughs> now. <and laughs> no, you can, no don't walk like, in front of that good, truck. But, it's, but, it's, but that's, it's, how, that's how a lot of 10-year-olds are uh, nowadays. That's incredible. Because they have parents like you. Parents so like you're me. not telling the story of like how your daughter made you like a mustard cereal for Father's <laughs> Day, and you're like, oh, honey, I'll try it. It's so good. We were walking through a farmer's market not long ago, and we are smelling this lemon basil, and it smells Great, and we just literally burying our face in that in in, in those leaves. And it's amazing, and and I just wanted to buy it just because it smells so great. And she said, "You know what? We should make granita out of that." I said, <laughs> "What a ten-year-old you are! <laughs> we should make granita out of that." And we good make call, granita. Ah, uh, good call, absolutely. And so. the clicking sound is that of a gun going in my mouth for the <laughs> listeners there at home. Okay, we'll uh, be able to pass all of these great tips on to our children, Andre. What's the best thing you ate all week? Um, again, it, it's the rib that just entered, <laughs> entered my body through so really, the vessel the, of the, white bread. The, the sooner you do this, sauce. the sooner we can go eat the rest of this. <clears throat> but, um, our friend, uh, Yeo and I from Australia, from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Yeo? Uh, our friend Yeo, James. Mm. Um, <laughs> nickname, doesn't sell Coke. Yeah, yeah it does not. Oh. But if you need, let me know. I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> um, we went to a coffee shop in Glassell Park called Little Ripper. Wow. Which, oh yeah, it's an well, Australian, new Australian, new Australian little coffee shop cafe. Yeah, so I heard about it and I thought of him because he's always talking about how much he loves the coffee from Australia, of course, because it's incredible, and how much he wants to open like a little Australian coffee shop or always thinks about it. And so we went out Cute. there to try it, and coffee was great, but I had never had a jaffle. Mm. Have you? A what? You I have there. had a jaffle. A jaffle. They. Basically, like my, like my mom, who's listening right now, she we used to have one where it's like, it looks like a waffle iron, but you put two pieces of bread in there, and it makes a hot pocket kind of scenario out of it. Yeah. So you just get two slices of Wonder Bread, and you fill it with whatever you want. You can do like peanut butter and jelly, or 
macaroni and cheese. Is that what or, they're doing at P- peanut butter and jelly? I think that's what they're doing at PB and J at the uh, Grand Central Market. Yeah, 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 just yeah. like that. And so. then you and you kind of like butter both sides, and you clamp you it down. Really and it'll, heavy butter both sides, and it's supposed to be like Wonder Bread white bread, like traditionally yeah. like Australian style. And it kind of our friend it, James it fuses a, a seal around it, like uh-huh. a ravioli or something. Uh-huh. And then, and he said, and it was really, it became really popular in Australia. Jaffa. The best and traditional one, which they don't serve there, like according with to the our jay. friend, is yeah. just Heinz baked beans with nothing else in that. Mm-hmm. Um, jail Jaffa. Yeah. But the one they had was, um, I think, mozzarella, some kind of cheese, some beautiful cherry tomatoes, and a little bit of pesto inside. And it was, it was great. Mm. Uh, and they also had a great avocado toast with Vegemite, a little layer of Vegemite. Mm-hmm. Um, but the being introduced to like a brand, I mean, and I remember that as a kid, a similar thing to that where we had like a little, whatever, like the sandwich hot press where you mm-hmm. make and you'd fill it with like sugar and butter and make little sandwiches mm-hmm. out of it. But there was more to like that this was like such an institutional food that it was on the menu, specifically highlighting something from Australia, and I'd never heard of it because mm-hmm. I'd been there a few times. But it was kind of fun. Yeah, but it was also really good. Yeah, uh, the only Lots reason I know about the jaffa is because I have so many Australian friends. There you go. Jawfle, I don't know. Check it out. I mean, we'll get a Jawfle iron on Amazon. They cost 20 bucks. Fill yeah. it with some damn brisket. The room on my uh, counter... I'm sure you have plenty of counter space <laughs> yeah. for zero. lots of gadgets and stuff is, like that. It's zero. <laughs> Everyone really? who's listening to this podcast can probably relate to yes. uh, having a lack of counter space. We'll listen lack. to a food podcast. Lack, 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 lack. Lack, lack, lack. Like. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for doing this. My pleasure. Or, what's the Instagram if people mm-hmm. want to DM you and buy your meat? You know, uh, I mean, not buy your donate. meat. To, to, yeah, donate. Uh, sample your meat. Sample. Uh, Trudy's. So it's like Trudy's, like underscore, underground. But I think once you type that in, you, it, it pops mm-hmm. up. It's Trudy's Underground Barbecue. Bar- and it's the full spelling, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, which mm-hmm. is different than BBQ, which is one is high temp, one's low temp, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, Trudy's Underground Trudy's Barbecue. Trudy's Underground Barbecue. Look that up. Go visit him, mm-hmm. and then yes. uh, hopefully we'll see many more things. To many come from more, here. yeah. That's it. We'll and see. Uh, you can go to thestewpodcast.com where all the other older episodes live. Lots of great ones have mm-hmm. happened recently. Andre Kanapar has no social media. You could follow me at them jeans on Instagram. My Twitter was hacked. We're getting through that right now. Yeah, what is it, is it coming back? I got my guy working on it right now. Got it. We'll see what happens. Where are them jeans? Not wearing any now. <sighs> the the jeans are home. They'll come out later tonight. Don't worry. It's a little. <laughs> you playing tonight? Mm, not tonight. Played last night. Wore jeans. Went, Went well. Went well. Tonight nice. it'll be more of a early shorts night in. I'm assuming. Nice. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, baby. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much for doing this. My Thank pleasure. You. you guys owe me one. We do. We do. <laughs> Bye.